Hey Solomon, this is Jay Rosemary. Are you tired of feeling overwhelmed and alone? I know when my children were younger, there was a lot of times I felt alone. That's why I started Solomon's Talk, this podcast. But you're not alone. You don't have to parent alone. And I, I keep repeating it because it's something that it seems we are convinced that we are alone. But reach out to me. I'm here for you. I can talk you through anything that's going through your mind. Because believe me, I've gone through some stuff. You can tell from listening to these podcasts that I empathize with you. And I understand and can connect with what's happening with you. So click the link below and book a one-on-one with me. We could just chat. Uh, No obligation, no... um, No commitment, just chat. And so don't parent alone. Click the link below and book a a chat with me. And no obligation, confidential and safe place to talk about you. Tired, weary, frustrated? What would you be doing if you weren't raising children alone? What's stopping you from living your best life now? On Solo Moms Talk, I discuss with solo mothers the challenges you face raising children alone. So if you're a working solo mom dealing with independent children, insensitive bosses, weight and health issues, or even debt collectors, join us as we discover your path to get and stay healthy, increase your income, and live with joy and purpose. In this battle of life. My guest today is Claire Martin. Thank you for coming and talking to me today, Claire. Um, I've been looking forward to talking with you. No, thanks. Um, Yeah, it's been a little while trying to get me on, but um, yeah, I'm so pleased to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, so I want to talk to you about a few things. Um, One of them, I'm going to have you talk about your podcast, Strong, Single and Human. But before you do that, tell us, who is Claire Martin? Wow, who is me? Um, So, So I am a single mom of a um, seven-year-old, fantastic, crazy, challenging, awesome, passionate, boy um and basically I moved I come I, I live in Melbourne Melbourne Australia um and I originally was born in the UK so um moved to Melbourne Australia um 15 years ago for love um which didn't work out um and then met my son's dad and everything was awesome. Got pregnant, which was unexpected because I was 43 when I got pregnant. So I'd sort of given up. My parents had given up hope on me getting pregnant. And um, yeah, I sort of got pregnant. And uh, yeah, then had my son. 
And during my pregnancy, discovered that this awesome human being that I was with, that um, was the father of my son, had issues. Now, whether it was due to trauma in his life or whatever, but he drank. So he would drink um, secretly. I first discovered he was secret drinking. Um, and then we proceeded to go round and round in the addictive cycle that you do, which is where he says he's really sorry and he goes and gets help. And then, you know, I say, well, I'm going to stand by him. He's my, you know, son's father. And, and then after a few months or whatever, he then, you know, succumbs to the addiction and, um, and, abuses himself again. And, um, I went through two years of that with my son, um, counseling and various different things like that. And then decided the best avenue for me and my son, for my mental health and my son's mental health was to actually leave, um, and hoped that that would cause some effect in my ex-partner's life to make him stop drinking. Um, but however, unfortunately, he's not faced his demons um, and he's still drinking. So we're currently co-parenting within a, you know, addictive relationship. So uh, addictive relationship within a, an addiction um, sort of pattern as such. So it's been hard because uh, I'm here in Australia on my own with no support network, no um no parents to support me, no brothers and sisters here. So um, my friends have been absolutely awesome. Um, I have the best neighbours in the world, so they really help me out too. Uh, so th- I've had to build my own network and build my own village to help me um, with my son's upbringing. Um, yeah. But, yeah, you know, and, look, I don't have I don't have any – I just want my son's father to – get better to deal with the pain and trauma in his life to um you know be there for the kids basically yeah. and you know so yeah that's me yeah. in a nutshell i work full time i you know i'm thankfully i might be one of the only people who were thankful for covid but it meant i could work from home which meant i'm here for my son which is great um so less traveling for me, I'm available for school events and things like that because I work around the corner. So, um, yeah, so I'm juggling a lot yeah. of balls in the air. And and I, I insanely thought that, oh, I'll start a podcast. How hard could it be? Why and um, And, yeah, and so started um, in 2020, started the Strong Single and Human podcast which is a single parent podcast. Well, it's a parenting podcast. It started out as a single parent podcast, but it's a parenting podcast at, that covers it. Basically, I, my view was I wanted to give single parents tools that they could use in their toolbox. So it covers personal development. It covers uh, dealing with children who self-harm, addiction, uh, teenagers in general, uh, dealing with toddlers and communicating with them, ADHD, a whole myriad of subjects. Um, I've got, I've interviewed and I think uh, posted um, before Christmas, I've interviewed a mum and daughter 
um, who the daughter identifies as trans. Uh, she, so she identifies as male now and um, dealing with that situation. So trying to cover real situations and scenarios and glean from people, you know, how did you deal with it and, you know, how are you getting on and trying to give people just information and make people not feel as though they're the only people out there dealing with situations. Yes. Um, so, yeah, because at yeah. times I felt like, I was on my own. It's a lonely old job, this parenting malarkey. Mm-hmm. And um, and when you're a single parent, it can be even more isolating because you don't have that uh, tag team to um, be able to go, oh, I'm going to go down the gym. Can you look after the children? Or, you know, and or I'm going to go out and socialize and go out with my friends and, you know, vice versa. You just don't have that tag team. So yes. you are relying on the village around mm-hmm. you. And, um, yeah, it's hard. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, thank you for, you know, sharing most of you with us. I appreciate it. So you're dealing with, um, I mean, as solo parents, we deal with a lot of different challenges um, unique to us, unique to the solo parenting journey. But you're dealing with one additional thing that's not normal um Mm. you know but so can you tell us like how is that for you how does that throw a monkey wrench into the co-parenting relationship then well look it's unpredictable I think the biggest challenge is the unpredictability of it because some days can be great um and um you know we uh, i my co- the co-parenting situation is awesome and we're all on the same page and everything's great and then other days is a complete um oh mess challenge um you're having to deal with the addiction uh side of things and having to deal with somebody who is drinking um which you know can lead to abuse um, it can lead to uh, depression. So all of these factors sort of uh, are, yeah, factor into the conversations that you have with the the person you're co-parenting with. Um, and there's also some elements of narcissism within there, um, depending on whether this person's been drinking or not. Um, and, you know, I, I, I don't, I'm sure he would say that, oh, you think I'm rubbish and all of these things, but they're his issues to deal with. And and I don't, I just want him to, to deal with the trauma. And I think it's a lot to do with um, trauma. I listened and I educated myself a lot on what is addiction, what is alcohol addiction, what is drug addiction? Why do, um, why do people turn to substances? Um, well, substances and other things. So you, cause you can be a shopaholic, you can be a workaholic, you can be all of these other things. And <laughs> the addiction is if it affects your life and you can't stop it, then it's an addiction. Yeah. Um, and so there's a Canadian, um, 
doctor, Gabba Mate, who I listen to a lot, who deals with and says that addiction is uh, a lot to do with trauma that uh, you experience within your childhood. So look, I educated myself to try and understand and then empathize with the other person instead of taking it personally, instead of... Um, instead of getting angry about situations and scenarios, um, believe you me, I'm not perfect. There are times where I do get angry, mainly when it affects the children, not about anything to do with me, but when it affects the, the kids. And my son has two sisters, two older sisters as well, and it affects them quite considerably as well. Um, yeah, it's um, it's just difficult to deal with that. And it's also about protecting the children. Right. Um, went through a period of time when my son was staying at his father's and, um, you know, you don't, I, I sort of want to be the adult in all of this and trust what's going on. But there were signs with my son. He wasn't sleeping at night. He was wanting to be with me. He didn't want to go when his dad came to pick him up, he didn't want to go with his dad. Um, I, there were different situations. So I actually got him a, um, f- like a phone contact watch. So it's got a SIM card in and, and basically the watch, um, he can take pictures and he can send me smiley faces or sad faces or whatever. But if he's in trouble, he can actually phone me. So he can actually mm-hmm. click the button and phone me direct to my mobile. Um, and there was one occasion where he phoned me at like half past 10, quarter 11 at night and was like, mum, I can't wake dad up. I don't know what's going on. And the panic in his voice and the upset in his voice um, meant that I just went, right, I have to take a hand on this. Um, took him to a therapist and basically said, you know, is there abuse going on? What's the situation here? Um, and it was just that he didn't feel safe where he was because mm-hmm. his dad was asleep. And it's it's had an impact on him even now. So if I fall asleep anywhere, because <laughs> I'm knackered, um, he doesn't like it. He, he mm. has to wake me up, which is slightly annoying because I'm so yes. tired. I want to fall asleep. But, um, but yeah, you know, so it's just, it's the unpredictability of, you know, knowing if that person phones you what they're going to be, what state they're going to be in. Right. Um but yeah, it, you just get on with it. Education is the key, I think. You've got to, if you're in that situation, educate yourself for and put tool, get tools so that you can manage it um, better and yes. focus on not personally them or you. It focus on the children. So what is best mm-hmm. for my son? Um and I've never denied his father access, but there've just been boundaries that I've had to change. So, you know, at the moment he's drinking. And so the boundary is you can see your son, but you can't have him overnight because you're drinking, right? So if, because you're drinking at night, it tends to be the situation at the moment. Daytime you're fine, but if you're he sits down and relaxes at night, drinks, passes out, and then we have a whole myriad of problems there. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's just resetting and readjusting the boundaries. Things like he got caught for drink driving with my son in the car when my son was two. And so when I found out, which was four months later, 
um, it was resetting that boundary. Well, no driving with my son in the car. Um, And he had been driving for four months prior while he was banned with my son in the car, but I didn't know because it's classed as data protection in this country. I don't know what it's like in the US and other countries, but if you're caught for drink driving, um, you you as the person who got caught for drink driving um, can tell people um, and you can give your employers permission to get that information. But um, I cannot go to a list anywhere and find out whether or not my ex-partner is legal for drink driving, uh, is legal mm. for driving, uh, which mm-hmm. I find dangerous because we've got yeah. drug drug and alcohol testing over here um and you can't you just can't check and they're not going to tell you I mean he's not going to tell me he was driving for four months you know with my child in the car he's bad so yeah it's hopefully we're changing it we we now have a domestic violence list um in New South Wales in where in Sydney area um where you can check your partner's history regarding convictions for domestic violence, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting. We'll see. Mm-hmm. How, I don't, I'm not sure if it's being run as a trial, but um, it definitely makes it a lot more safer when you're actually going on these dating apps and investigating, investigating. What should I, you know, you're just checking that the person you're seeing um, isn't, narcissistic domestic violence alcohol or whatever i suppose um yeah yeah but yeah they're the challenges (laughs) yeah that that is that is a big challenge apart from all the other challenges um but i'm glad that you one educated yourself and two that you you even um provide the tools that your son is able to reach you if, yes. if anything, I like that idea very much because you don't get into the situation where, you know, you ban him from going, but, uh, you know, during those times when it's safe to do so, but you yeah. give him the opportunity to go and connect with his dad, but he has an out. And I think that that's a very good thing. Well, I yeah. think in these situations, what you got to consider is like, it's his dad, right? So I yeah. He loves his dad, right? It's his dad. He doesn't get yeah. another dad. It is his yeah. dad. There yeah. are times where I go, I wish I'd chosen better for him because mm-hmm. there are times, I mean, he's not seen his dad since October. So I feel sad for him that, mm-hmm. you know, he's didn't get Christmas present. He's only spoken to his father twice of which we instigated. So I just wish that, he would have somebody who would be there for him, stand up for him, um, support him. And we just don't have that at the moment. At mm. the moment, right. it may change, right? So we live yeah. in hope. But um, but he loves him. I can't change that. I love my dad. I love my mum. I love yeah. my brother, right? And although there are challenges that you have along the way with your family, you still love them. And so yes. I can't. I can't restrict, I can't ban him from seeing his dad because that's almost like saying, well, it, you're wrong in loving your father. Yeah, when he's, that is when he's right. Not. Yeah, yeah. You know. That, that is such a good perspective because it, it, 
it demonstrates that you know that co-parenting isn't about you. Yes. So that's really good. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, so there are times that are challenging. You have to take a breath and step back, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, sounds like you're doing the best you can um, with what you've been dealt. And, you you know, I, I sometimes hear people, I do it myself, you know, I made a mistake, I know I did something wrong, oh. you know, but that's something that, you know, it's gone, it's past, it was yesterday, and we deal with today, right? Yeah. yeah, well, I, it's it's funny. I mean, I said to my son because I each I, I set myself goals every month. I'm not sure I achieve them. I set myself <laughs> goals every month. I write a gratitude journal in the morning just because. And like days like today when it's challenging, he doesn't want to go off to where the kids are on holiday at the moment and I'm working. So he doesn't want to go to holiday club. He wants to stay at home with me. And I'm like, well, buddy, I can't do that. I'm working. And um, so days like this morning are challenging and, you know, I come home and I'll write. Usually it's first thing in the morning, but today I didn't get a chance. But I come home and I'll write a gratitude journal, just three things that I'm grateful for mm-hmm. because I find it gets me out of my funk. And yes. Where sometimes you sit there and as a single parent, you sit there and you go, oh, God, you know, I wish I had more money. I wish, you know, I wish I could do X. I wish I could do. And they're all I wishes, right? But at the end of the day, I have a job. I have a fantastic kid who's healthy. I have brilliant network around me. You know, I have a house above our head. I have food that I can put on the table, right? All these simple things. Mm -hmm. And there's other things that I'm grateful for. Like sometimes I'm grateful for the fact that I just have a blue sky and it's going to be a nice day, right? But (laughs) You know, you know, it's just, you know, I'm grateful that I've just finished reading a book or whatever and learn X, Y, and Z. Um, So there can be a whole myriad of different things. But, um, yeah, and it's just then I said to my son, sorry, I went off track a bit there. I said to my son um, when I was writing my goals for this year, um, oh, buddy, one of my goals this year is to be a better mum, right? And I'm not sure how I can be a better mum. Can you help me set some of my goals? So some of the, some things for this goal, because um, how do you want me to be a better mum? And he turned around and he said to me, he said, mum, he said, you are the best mum I could have. So I don't know Mm -hmm. how you can be any better. Mm -hmm. So I was like, wow. I mean, you know, I mean, then we we delved into it a little bit deeper, and he said, "Oh, maybe you could stop. <laughs> yeah, maybe you you might need to not shout at me when you know I'm not listening and stuff like that." And I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> then." But you know, that first off, I was like, "Okay, this is cool." You know, yes. Um. So yeah, big advantage. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you you just don't understand sometimes also the effect you're having on your kid. Mm-hmm. Um. And now you find it's really hard, but they think you're the best thing since sliced bread. So, yes. yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Oh, wow. Yeah, I could sit and listen to you all day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. But um, so one of my questions always is, um, what is Claire grateful for today? Uh, oh. But you've already told me what you're grateful for 
unless you want to tell me something else. Um, I'm just grateful. I mean, like almost every day I write that I'm grateful for my son because um, he makes me look at myself in a different way and educate me. Um, so I'm always grateful for him every day. Um, do you know what? I have to say, though, today we're going to be like 30 degrees here. Um, so today I'm actually probably grateful for aircon. <laughs> because <laughs> it's going to be great like it's going to be crazy hot for the next two yeah. or three days so um yeah probably grateful for air con um okay. at the moment okay, first world cool. problems I suppose <laughs> yeah all right thank you I appreciate um talking to you and I should mention if well you already said that you're in Australia and yes. one of the things I found out when I was doing research was that you know, it's it's funny when we're in an experience, we think we're alone. And for the longest time, I thought, well, um, only the U.S. had single moms. <laughs> oh, wow. Until I started to do the research and I realized, wow, we're everywhere, you know, for different reasons. Yeah. Um, so can you tell us what the um, the the life or the the atmosphere of the single mom like in Australia are they recognized for as people you know or you know because some some countries they just actually shun shun us what is that like in Australia so well we have so many here right so I think the statistic is one in three marriages end in divorce or whatever um Mm -hmm. and and also I think we we do have a lot of single parents who are out of broken marriages, broken relationships. Um, but we've also got to remember, like there are a lot, of, and, and doing the the podcast, um, I discovered that um, you can become a single parent for a myriad of different reasons, right? So, yes. you know, um, it can be um, your partner's gone missing, gone able, and you don't know where they are, that you, they could die. Um, and I mm-hmm. had a very dear friend of mine lose her husband three years ago due to a heart attack and they can die. You, you know, there's another lady I've interviewed whose husband died of brain cancer. So mm-hmm. there's all the challenges of dealing with somebody who's ill and then them finally going and then having to deal with bereavement and the kids and all of that, their bereavement and all of those sort of things. So look, we, um, single parents here from a, from a female perspective, single moms, um, I think are accepted. Uh, it's hard because I suppose in the working environment, single moms tend to have, um, maybe a little bit more flexibility. I do know a few single dads who have the kids a hundred percent of the time and they have a rough time of it. Um, mm. They aren't seen as in the same mindset in the corporate environment as single moms. So it's with me, I work full time. I'm in the corporate environment. And basically um, if my child is sick, there is no qualms about it like I get a phone call from the school I'm like right I've got to go my child's sick right but some of the men have um experienced you know prejudice or experienced um 
a rough deal basically with them having to go, sorry, mm. my child's sick, I've got to go. So I think from Australia's perspective, single mums accepted, uh, single dads having 100% access with the children, not so much. Um, I think those mm. guys get a raw deal. And I also, we have networks here as well. So, you know, we've got podcasts, we've got um, websites and things like that geared towards single mothers, right? Yeah. I think yes. as those single dads are a little bit isolated and on their own. Um, I, yeah. don't, I don't know if it's a male thing. Um, come on, guys, get together and, like, you mm-hmm. know, start your own little single dad groups. I don't know what it's like in the States and um, whether there's single dad groups, but we don't tend to – Aussie men, they are, like, don't tend to talk. <laughs> We're trying to, trying to, you know, they talk about football, beer, the price of whatever, cars or whatever, and work. Um, but real subjects like, you know – their kids not wanting to live with them when they get to a certain age, you know, issues that are happening with their children regarding drugs, alcohol, whatever, they tend to deal with it on their own, which, yeah. and I can't get them on my podcast for love no money, right? So, because I want these guys, so any guys out there listening to this and they want to come on my podcast, please put your hands up, right? Because I want them to come on to the podcast to, basically tell other guys you're not alone and these are the challenges yeah. I'm dealing with so um yeah it's like it's okay it's hard I've got yeah. other single mums in my village uh for want of a better word who um we all understand we all look after each other's children when we need to go out and stuff like that so it's really good that way um, yes. and I've also got couples you know, friends that have got had children now or people that I know from school. Um, and it does get easier when your children go to school. I have to say for any single mums out there whose children aren't at school, you tend to have a better, it's easier to network then. You don't feel mm-hmm. so isolated. Yeah. Um, but those guys have gone, how do you do it? You know, we struggle as a couple. Like, how do you guys do it on your own? And I'm like, well, you just do. You just get on with it. Yeah. You just deal with it yeah and I have to say like I'm lucky I have Oscar has sisters and it's quite bizarre because I'm very close to their mum and we sort of have a mutual (laughs) um you know mutual understanding of each other's situation because you know we have the kid's dad um involved in both our children's lives so we sort of support and back each other up Um, Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, she can talk to me about issues that are going on with the girls. I can talk to her about issues going on with my son. And so that way um, we support each other that way. So it's it's Mm -hmm. very bizarre how we've, like, come together. We've spent Christmas together. Um, We haven't got a diary synced to spend holidays together. But, you know, yeah, we just – I'm going to see her in two or three weeks with my son yeah. because I want my son to to know his sisters. And right. because his dad is so unpredictable at times um, and, you know, fallings out with the family and various different things like that due to the alcohol, um, yeah, he needs to uh, – my son needs to have and know his other side of the family. So, mm-hmm. unfortunately, 
you know, it doesn't mean I have much alone time for me um, where I can actually have a break. But, yeah, we just support each other too. Yeah, yeah, that sounds yeah. very good. Uh, which brings me to my next question. Um, you mentioned throughout this interview building connections because you're you're in a country like you're mostly alone. Uh, can you give us like two or three tips and how a solo mom who is out there, you know, on her own and no family to speak of can start to build those relationships and connection so that she has her own village? So my lifesaver has been Facebook groups. Um, so go on to Facebook, Insta, wherever, and look for um, support groups, single mum support groups, single parent support groups. Uh, I'm on a couple on Facebook. Um, and although you don't meet up sometimes with these guys, um, there's people there just to, when you're sitting there at 10 o'clock at night and the kids are in bed or whatever, and you're just having a bit of a freak, freak out, mm-hmm. or, you know, you're in a bit of despair and going, oh, how am I going to sort this out? There's tips and hints on there from other people. Um, there are, you can just like offload and just type a whole way. We can go, right, I'm just going to offload. There's going to be a long message. <laughs> Don't really, you know, I mean, look, you yeah. do, you do attract both criticism and support on these sites. So, you know, it's take everything um, that's said with a pinch of salt as such. Yes. Um, but it is a good place to offload. There is a website. I don't know if you guys have it in the States, but we have, it's called Meetup. So it's mm-hmm. a yeah, it's, it's all yeah. over the world. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. I went on there and just went right. Single parents Melbourne. Uh, single yeah. parents Australia. Because and I found um, a single parent meetup group in Victoria because Melbourne is in the state of Victoria, um, and uh, in Victoria then we meet up. So we yeah. take our kids, and it was more about when Oscar, my son, was younger. Um, it was more about him meeting other children right? Because he was stuck at home with me at weekends and in the evenings. And I was like, I need to get this child out and get him to meet different age groups and different kids and get him out socializing. Um, And so these meetup groups are great because there were meetup groups Mm -hmm. for just single parents, which is great if you don't have the children 100% of the time, because then you go and meet other people who understand your situation and social maybe you meet your future partner there who knows right but then also um but also I'm went more for meetup groups that were meeting up with the children because I had my son 100% of the time so it was really around yeah getting kids together so that they could go off and play and we could just have mummy time and just chill out and have dinner. Yeah. You know, we yeah. we go on, we've taken the kids on walks. Um, we've taken the kids swimming. We've taken the kids to like various different zoos and parks and, you know, just different thing, outdoor experiences. So they were the two lifesavers initially. Um, mm-hmm. And now he's at school. Um, my 
network has sort of changed because it's more about him meeting up and having play dates with his mates and you know so the weekend we're going swimming with another couple of families that you know he goes to school with and stuff like that so yeah it's I'm sure it'll change when he becomes a teenager and maybe I'll get a life back maybe I'll get a social life back but um but yeah yeah it's that's sort of how it works really Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. And yeah, that's, that's quite good. So tell us about the podcast and if you have a website, give it to us and your handle, your social media handle. Yeah. So look, I do have a website. It's not really in any great state at the moment, but it is um, www.strongsingleandhuman. I know, sorry, it couldn't be shorter, um, .com. Um, I'll be developing and working that one out, um, next month. That's my goal for next month to sort my web- <laughs> website. Uh, I'm on, um, Facebook, um, as strong, single and human. Uh, so just search that and we'll crop up. Um, I'm on everywhere you could possibly listen to a podcast. So, um, Spotify, Apple, um, God, I'm trying to think now podcast, uh, Podbean, loads, loads. So go on, have a listen and see what you think. Um, A lot of, I I suggest to a lot of people, um, if you want to listen to every episode, then great, that's awesome, right? But some people pick and choose the different things that they're needing help with or, you know, going to find interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. My mum listens to every episode. There's some things I impart in the podcasts that I sort of go, oh, mum, I don't know if you want to know this, but hey-ho. And, yeah, and look, it was a podcast I started because at the beginning of lockdown, I was looking at Facebook and Instagram, and I said at the beginning of lockdown, Melbourne was the most lockdown city in the world. We were locked down for like 200 and 65 days or whatever but at the beginning of the like covid um when we were all working from home and stuff um i probably was using social media a little bit more than i would do normally and i was just disenchanted with uh, the single moms that were on there that were basically like baking cupcakes had one child on a boob like feeding them baking cupcakes blowing running a business looking lovely every day you know and all of this stuff and I was like well that's not single being a single parent is hard and so um I wanted to interview single parents who uh had had it hard but had come out the other side to give single parents out there who were listening to the podcast some support and some you know hope um, and I also wanted to interview people who had tools out there um, that would help us as well. So give us tips and hints around how do you deal with building resilience in your kid? How do you deal with a child that's self-harming? How do you understand what your teenage girl or boy are going through? Um, I've interviewed people regarding uh, what is the drug and alcohol landscape for our children like and how it differs from when we were growing up um and some of the areas that you know like one in 10 children at the age of 14 in Australia at the moment and that could be slightly different now haven't had a drink an alcoholic drink however when I was younger that was more like one in four so it's interesting how kids nowadays aren't so interested in drinking. 
Um, but I don't know if it's because they're more stuck in the social media world. So there's all of those mm. things that uh, I'm looking at. Um, what do you do if your teen, you've discovered your teen is abusing substances? So I've interviewed people regarding that. I've interviewed fantastic people around how do you, as a parent, work on yourself um, and build your mental strength and, you know, deal with your mental health and all of that yes. stuff. I've dealt with male suicide um, and um, advertise, you know, I've publicized a charity we've got over here uh, regarding male suicide. So um, sperm donation, we have sperm donation nation over here in Perth that um, so a lot of single mums are using this independent sperm donation um, a company, not a company, but it's like a support group. I'm trying to find the right word to describe them. Mm. But single moms who have got one child and want another one. I mean, I'm too old to have another one, but I seriously would have considered it because I don't want another relationship. I don't want to go through all of that again. And a yeah. lot of these single moms are going, yeah, we're over the men relationship side of things, or, you know, they're, L B G B T B Q B Q B whatever um plus and they don't want you know they don't want another relationship with a female and or a male or whatever and they just want a child and so yeah. there's all of those it covers all of those sort of things as well what do you do if you suspect your child is gay trans um I've interviewed a fantastic drag queen in um, Ireland as well um who talks about his life and dealing with if you think your child wants to um, dress and become a drag queen and things like that. So, yeah, it's trying to just address a lot of subjects and sort of say to people, you're not on your own, right? And if yes, you want yes. more information, these guys are out there. Go touch base with them. Um, so, yeah, so that's what the podcast quintessentially is about. And if you want to get in touch with me, you know, by all means, email me. It's claire at strongsingleandhuman.com. So email me. Um, if you want to be on the podcast, email me. That's even better. Um, yeah. 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 Okay. That's sort of. All right. Yeah. Thank you. And we'll put what the links in the show notes. Um, for real. So I've had you on here for, you for quite a while now and I really appreciate your time I know you're all the way down yonder and you have work to do yeah. <laughs> so but I just wanted to ask you one last time because on this show Solomon talk Solomon's talk it's more geared towards the solo mom as opposed to her children and so any parting shots to a solo mom any last bit of advice it's just to say you're not alone okay um it is hard uh it is a roller coaster um especially if you've got your children 100% of the time you don't get a break try and take time for yourself um I get up early in the mornings before my son does. So some mornings it can be 5am. Um, I get up in the morning and, um, yeah, I basically just take an hour just doing 
nothing much sometimes um it depends like just surfing around doing my insta whatever yeah um but it's so important to take time yourself um it is frustrating there are times where you do want to um you can't do something because you have a child but then you know there it's you're so lucky to have that child as well um so um there are other people out there who desperately want children who just can't mm. have kids so mm-hmm. um although they could have mine for at least a couple of days and then they probably wouldn't want them but you know it's okay um but yeah no um yeah take a breath stand back take a breath look at how much you have achieved and what you are doing um you're bringing up kids your kids one like me or many on your own you're surviving yeah. Um, maybe not staying sane all of the time, but you know, 50% of the time is good. Um, (laughs) you know, you're doing it, you're getting there. Um, yeah, just give yourself a pat on the back because it's hard. Yes, yes, for sure. Thank you very much, Claire Martin, for coming and talking to us today on Solomon's Talk. I really appreciate you. Thank you for inviting me. Have a great day. You too. Solomon's Talk was designed to curate the stories of solo moms globally. As a facilitator of this platform, I aim to create a peaceful environment where you can share your heart, feel love, and get the advice you need. So if this sounds like you, why not RSVP for our next virtual meetup? The link is below. It's where you can retreat from the chaos of your life so you can recharge, connect with other moms, and get answers to your burning questions. Remember, you're not alone and you don't have to parent in silence. Hello, solo moms. As a solo mom of three adult sons, I understand the challenges you face on a daily basis. As a mentor, My mission is to help you shift your mindset and empower you to take control of your life. To see yourself as God sees you. I know that unresolved trauma can be a heavy burden to carry and parenting alone can be a lonely journey. But it doesn't have to be that way. I want you to know that you are not alone. You have the strength and resilience to overcome your challenges and create the life you desire. I want to help you to make the effort to tackle unresolved trauma and change your perspective so you can live the life you deserve. I offer complimentary consultation where we can discuss how to move forward, create a plan to help you heal and empower you. You can schedule a consultation by emailing me at jen at jrosemarie.com or by calling plus one nine one seven nine nine four one three two nine or schedule a consultation with the link below. I am here for you and I want to help you take the first step towards healing and empowerment. Don't let unresolved trauma hold you back any longer. Don't parent in silence. So take action today and let's work together to empower you to live the life you desire.